Hey everybody, welcome back to Black Culture with China. It's your girl, China. Woo, 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 woo. We got a whole episode, because we got we to gotta catch y'all up. But first, I want to address the two bigger things in the room. So, I just want to say, Happy National Suicide Awareness Month. Oh, why did that sound so fucking... That sounded like I did not give a shit, no. Um, let me Let me fix that. Happy Suicide Awareness Month. The only reason I'm saying that is because, like... I'm kind of filming this towards like the end of September, but we talk a lot about um, seasonal depression, um, watching over your mental health. But before I get into that, I'm going to get into this black area. Bitch, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go to the theaters and see it next year. Um, I really didn't have any animosity with it like Ariel if anything I didn't even relate I didn't like the first Ariel because she was white well I'm not gonna say that I didn't I wasn't into the first Ariel that's what I want to say um I wasn't into it but now let me fix that statement but now as since she's somebody that I can identify with then I I fuck with the movie I really do because I'm not like I said I'm not gonna like you I wasn't the biggest Ariel stand I was not um Actually, why am I, I feel like I'm lying? Like, I remember all the characters from the fucking movie. Let me, let me not. But point is, I like the black area better. And the only reason why there was such an outrage, and outrage, I mean, white people getting mad. And then they started to, like, make um, black cover, or they started to make white cover art from black movies. And honestly, I'm annoyed with white people. Because you get everything in the fucking world, yeah, you still bitch and complain. And that's my problem. You know, you white people can go out and do any role they please. They can play aliens. They can play Asians. Scarlett Johansson has played so many people before. Like, and it's ridiculous how like white people can cast themselves as like Asian and like you know just any other culture in a movie, but when a black person does it, and this ain't even this is a this is a fish, by the way. This is a fucking fish. Um, when a black person does it, there's this racist outrage because they always want to be first. And it's weird because they're the biggest bitches. Like, my God. And when I mean they, for the new people, I mean the racist white folks. I'm Coolio. And I, I really hate saying this because I feel like if the shoe fits, wear it. And then I also feel like I shouldn't have to say this. Like, um, you know, I don't, ha- I don't hate all white people. I don't hate white people in general. Um... I just exposed some of the bullshit that they go through. And even if I did, it would be justified because of the uh, years of slavery, um, trauma, colonialism, microaggressions that I've experienced, probably being called a nigger more than once. Um, you have a right. Fuck. So we can look on a fucking website. We can still see our ancestors on sticks. We can still see the lynchings, the fire. Like, we, there's literally stories that we can read about them doing horrible things to us. So if a person acting is my justification for hating white people, or ew, sorry, let me reiterate that. Is my is me hating white people justified? Yeah. If you're a black person or a POC, because think of all the bullshit that they've done. Like even with the oh, the queen died. Mm. Didn't even get me started on that. I just don't like I I don't get it. I, at first I was about to be like, I get it. But then again I don't because white people will praise anybody that 
has a sign of superiority, riches, or just has that mentality that they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's kind of, I feel like that's the white trait that comes with being so racist, to be honest, is that the fucking entitlement. Because honestly, when I look at Queen Elizabeth, I just look at a bullshitter. Like, you went to these different countries and you, you did all this to their people. You are bullshit. I don't, I don't respect that woman at all. I don't even respect that whole monarchy. Um, the Meghan Markle thing, Meghan Markle is a, is a very weird case. Um, because, like, I think she says something about her not really being a black woman or some sh- I don't know. But she's definitely black. <laughs> I mean, shit. Wait, I think she said that, like, oh, she didn't really experience racism until... Or she wasn't really black until she got into the royal family. Which, in some cases, I can see how, like, she would come across as white passing. Um, yeah, I could. But I'm not even going to speak on that because I don't know how that whole shit works. But, you know, the the monarchy is very racist. I heard that they could... That black people couldn't even work for them until very recently. And that's, that's honestly, saved by the fucking bell. No. Um, let's get into something. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers are saying all hell, but your queen was a mass murderer. What do you mean? Sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Because bitch, this is my podcast. Say it again. Um, but yeah, um, I just... I feel like I wanted to address something before I got into this whole spiel about mental health. Okay, so these HBCU dancers, right? Okay, no, let me let me rephrase that. So basically, a black person at USC decided to bring majorette dancing, which if you don't know what majorette dancing is, majorette dancing comes from HBCUs. Um, it's a dance formulated by a group of black girls, and it's just about a culture, my baby. It's just, it's shit that we... Shit, what I want to say. It's shit that... Um, that's our culture. It was made in the HBCU. It was made so black girls can, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, that might sound bad if I say. <laughs> but okay, let me get into this field. So basically, this black person going to a PWI wanted to start her own majorette dance group. Now, if you look at the majorette dancers from HBCUs, you know they be doing the damn thing. They're fine as fuck. And honestly, if I had rhythm, I'd be doing this shit too. But she thought it would be a great idea to bring it to her PWI because she felt like that she didn't see any girls on teams. I don't have a problem with that. Honestly, me having a problem don't even, you know. But here's the thing. Apparently, they were on Jennifer Hudson's television show. And I didn't even know Jennifer Hudson had a TV show. Love her. But they got on there basically explaining that they didn't know the origins of that. And that's what I have a problem with. Because in my head, if you're black and you're like, okay, I don't fit in at a PWI. Or no, they also said that they didn't see any black girls on uh, Majorette Dance Teams. And I'm just like, you can literally go on TikTok and look at all the girlies doing that. Um, it's just basically an interview where this person didn't credit HBCUs. They didn't credit the founding fathers. And that's what I have an issue with. Founding fathers, aka black people, first of all. But that's what I have an issue with. Um... How are you going to, and as a black person, girl, get it to fucking together. Um, as a black person, how can you go on another black person's television show and be like, oh, yeah, I got this majorette thing. You know, it would have been good if she went on there and she knew about the history of it and then she praised other HBCUs and majorette teams that did that. Because the only reason that they're getting that attention is because that they're in a PWI. 
And that's the kicker. The only reason they're getting that attention is because they're in a PWI. So for this person to go online or this person to have an interview basically saying, I ain't have no knowledge about the blackness of the H black. It's just, girl, be fucking for real. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I feel like if you trying to do some black culture shit, at least know, do your research to the origins of it. I'm pretty sure it's just more than just fucking dancing. Like, don't they be looking at, like, I'm pretty sure dancers look at old school um, videos of, like, y'all act like that y'all can't do y'all research. Stop dancing and break, like, you can't really control what people do at other schools. But honestly, I feel like that's personally, well, I say, I feel like that word was the guitar. But I feel like that it is a slap in the face of those HPCUs, major ed teams who do get underrepresented. Because why in the hell are you bringing a PWI major ed dance team? I think that's weird, but I guess it sparked media attention. But I still think that's weird because give attention to the majorette black dancers who have been doing this shit for years. Give attention to the coaches that graduate and that come back and still coach. Like, I want to see these majorette dance teams get boosted up like this one at the PWI is, to be honest. Because the shade room don't post shit. You don't see really anything about that shit if you don't really, like, get into it. And that's, ugh, I don't like that. Um, Jay Dahmer, and I hate saying the last name because it gives me the creeps. Me personally, I think that the massive amounts of, um, what I'm going to say, the massive amounts of romanticization between him and people being obsessed is so fucking disgusting and here's why i think it's fucking disgusting because honestly if i was a family member of one of those victims i couldn't even open my fucking phone everybody is so obsessed with this person's belongings and they're just like oh if he like there's museums for that like oh my god i'm fucking disgusted honestly and people try to act like it's cool because here's the reality of that is that the majority of his victims were black men I'm not okay when people make a joke on social media. I'm not. Because it just rubs me the wrong way. Because why are you glamorizing a serial killer? I get they make TV shows and shit about it. But you can be interested. But you can't be a dick. And you can't be overly obsessed. Because that shit is weird. Because look back in that time and think if that motherfucker. If you were so interested in this person. Do you think he would have spared you? Like that shit is creepy. Respect for the victims, respect for everybody and their families. I just feel like it's so creepy to continually have documentaries being made about a person's killer. And I knew, like, I read articles about this even beforehand. Like, me personally, I just think that it's super disrespectful. The memes are super disrespectful. People need to grow the fuck up. Because there is grandchildren, there's kids, there's families that's still out there. And I read a post that said that Netflix is really just trying to make money off of it. Because one of the victims, um, one of the family members of the victim said that when she's like, it's reliving another situation. But then knowing that they're only getting money from it because they haven't contacted anybody within that. Honestly, I really hope that the victims are getting peace. And I really hope that the victims' families forever get peace and the victims. 
because nobody deserves to have their killer be put on a pedestal like that and by pedestal i mean when i looked at tiktok comments about like a video like that's going to my for you page about them like unboxing his glasses and shit there were people that's like oh this is history we're interested in this i wish i could put these on like are you fucking kidding me these people are fucking disgusting i don't even want to like it's hard to even be on social media and not see that shit like and I'm not going to lie, I've definitely watched an episode. I've watched one episode of the series. But after that, after I got myself educated on how I feel like the fans would I stopped that shit, man. Because that's not right. Obsessing over somebody that possibly, not possibly, that killed people is disgusting. Obsessing over the belongings that they may have had, their appearance is disgusting. If people did that during the TikTok era, they romanticized serial killers shit they romanticized ted b you know you want to like it's so fucking creepy y'all and i don't even want to like oh my god but another thing that i want to get into um is of course national suicide awareness month man i wanted to make this as upbeat as a conversation but This isn't an upbeat conversation because that's not the reality of mental health. Um, This shit hard, y'all. It's not tough. And it's just a long-ass... Well, in my head, it's like a long-ass journey, right? But for me, I'm so self-aware where I know when I'm about to fall off. Or I know when I might need additional help. But I know, like, the hardest part is picking yourself back up. And I know motherfuckers hate hearing it, because I hate hearing it too. But you got to tell yourself that, man. Like, when I was 14, I remember I was going through depression. But people made it seem like I was just self-diagnosing myself, so I never really identified with it. So two years um, ago, I've been diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. And it's weird because, like, I have been so undiagnosed for so long and unaware for so long. Now that I am diagnosed, it doesn't even mean anything to me now. Because I already knew it. But the thing is, you got to know how to over- overcome situations. When I tell you that, you have to find something to live for. A lot of people live for themselves. They live for other people and they live for things. But you have to find something specific for you to live for. Me? So, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret, right? I'm living for generational wealth. I wake up every day and I think about the beautiful kids that I could make. The journey that I could go, wait, the journey, the continuous journey that I'm going to still continue to go on, but at the end of that is a rainbow. And it's my damn kid. <laughs> like, and I know it sounds weird, but I'm living for myself, for my family as well, but I'm waking up for the fact that I will be able to pass down generational wealth to my generations. 
And that's what I say on my whiteboard. Whatever you got to do to keep yourself going, you do. Like, I have a whiteboard up and it says, stay alive. We have generations to make. I love you. Keep going. Because you have to have that. And don't let anybody make you feel like shit for doing that. Because a lot of people are not going through good situations right now. But here's the thing. The ability to pull yourself out of an even tougher situation while also reflecting on the situations where you did do that is what is going to end up making you stronger. You know, when you first hit that realization point where you like, dang, I'm getting low. I'm doing bad. That self-awareness is going to save you. Don't let your mind think that nobody loves you or nobody cares about you. Because when I was 14, my depression convinced me for years that my family didn't fuck with me. And you can, like, see that or you can, like, hear that in previous podcast episodes. My depression convinced me for years that people didn't fuck with me. And the reality is is that I'm the baby of the family of, like, six to seven years. So why wouldn't people fuck with me? Like... And that's why I grew up with a lot of animosity towards people because my depression made me think like that. Very recently, actually, no, very well, when I was at my brother's wedding and everybody was together, it made me so happy. It made me super, super happy. That's all I got to say. You got to find happy moments in your life to keep you going. And even though, like, some aren't occurring, you got to make it happen. Like, the reality of turning 18, the reality of being an adult is that nobody's going to push you to live your life. When you make that turnover, nobody's pushing you anymore. But I'm not saying that you won't have disadvantages. Because when people go through anxiety, mental health, their own head is a disadvantage for them. And it takes a very strong person to think happy thoughts when you think it bad. I want to advise you all to keep going because I'm not going to lie. I'm in the same situation right now. You know... (laughs) Like, I was laying down on my bed. Like, I kid you not. Like, I know when I'm about to feel down, when I get insanely cold. I put on hoodies and sweatshirts, and I feel it. So I lay myself down. I get myself all the necessities I need to go through, whatever I need to go through. And I tell myself that it's going to be okay. Because rough patches always heal. And even if they don't, you got the ability to heal them. Train your mind to think happy thoughts. And I'm trying to do that right now. Trying to wake up and tell myself I love myself. I love you. I'm ready for abundance and and greatness and worth. Because like I said, your depression will convince you otherwise. But I'm going to let you know this. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Mental health is only a thing that's unfortunate upon us. But... If you turn that shit into, you know, something positive, then fuck it. And also, if you do have the ability to get medicated, I would suggest you get medicated. Only because, like, a lot of mental health 
undiagnosed people with mental health, they have good days and they have bad days. If you are a person experiencing a bad day or you lash out and you get big fits and you you do the most, you need to go seek help. Um, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Because a lot of the times what people don't realize is that when they do make those big outbursts, when they do throw things, when they do hurt people, you're traumatizing the people around you. Your mental health is not an excuse for that. And I realize when some people have mania, they don't even remember like what they what they did. But after that, you need to get medicated or you need to find a therapy. Because I personally believe that everybody can be saved mentally. It's just up to them. You gotta walk yourself on that journey. You know, I'm not gonna tell you no false things because shit, I'm doing that. You know, like I, if I would, if I would have thought negative thoughts, I would probably be laying in my room for a longer amount of days. I don't want to do that because I realize I got a life to live and I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> like your depression going to make it seem like that you, nobody fuck with you. You don't fuck with yourself, but look in the mirror and say, I'm fucking amazing. I've made it this far. I've did everything I needed to do. I got my shit together. Fuck that. Don't listen to your head. Listen to the beautiful bitch in that mirror. (laughs) Like, I want to say this for these next few months. Take time to prioritize yourself. Care for yourself. And also, if you feel like there's any ways that you can be improved, please take the time out. Your body, your head will thank you. Your mind. Because that's all that's convincing you that you can't do it is your own mind. Some people don't get that. Depression affects us very mentally. And I didn't realize that until I grew more self-aware about it. Like, hey, this is kind of fucking me up. <laughs> like, But like I said, the ability to heal yourself as well as finding therapy, other alternative options is the best thing that you can do for the people around you and the best thing that you can do for yourself. There's free therapy resources out there. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they are so stuck where they can't talk to nobody, where they can't do basic functionality because I've been there. Like, a lot of motherfuckers, like, I don't like this. Let's talk about this. Um, I have been, I have gone days without brushing my teeth. You know why? Because, bitch, I'm fucking depressed. A lot of motherfuckers be like, ew, but that's the shit comes with it. People don't like to talk about the days where you just sit in your room. You don't want to come outside. The days where you don't want to interact with nobody. The days where you don't want to open your phone. The days where you don't want to talk to nobody. The days where you don't want to eat. Nobody talks about the nitty gritty of depression. And I hate that. Because it's a lot of people that are going through a situation like that and are feeling like they're alone. But baby, you're not alone. You just got to get up. And you just gotta, you gotta do one self-care thing a day. You gotta keep it moving, but also make time for you to rest, but also kind of move it like slowly. Don't, don't rush yourself ever. But just know, like, I want everybody to be taking the appropriate time out for their mental health. I really wish the best on everybody because seasonal depression, seasonal mental health is tough. Going into September to December is very, very tough. And that's not me scaring anybody. That's just me saying that, like, I know how I get. 
and I know how other people make it. But all I'm just saying is that please take the time out for yourself. And that's all I'm going to do for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Yeah, we got a little 24-minute episode. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But all right, guys, have a great month. Um, Spooky season is coming up. Will we be at Halloween? Have a great month. I hope to see you guys back in the next podcast. I got my lip pierced again. This shit hurts. I don't know if I've ever recorded, like, podcast episodes with it being in. But it fucking touches the my teeth. And I don't know if I'm going to keep this in. But shit, y'all, y'all, y'all. Okay, so I went to the piercing place, right? I got three piercings at once. And I ate that shit. Um, calling out all the black people, all the black women that got piercings. You're cool as fuck. All the black people that got tattoos. You're cool as fuck. I haven't openly spoke about how tattoos are on black people. I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, bye. Love you.